2: Who we thought they were. And we let about the well, hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. let go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y Sticks East
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, I'm going to go to college. I'll just play football. All right, All right here we go. Here we go.
3: Back, back. I got a big old, yeah, echo, a big old echo going, echo Roger. Going, Roger. What about now? What about now? Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> there it is.
1: I heard the click. <laughs> but, but, but as listeners to the station here in Jackson will know that, uh, that Chris Chris's show ended kind of abruptly. Yeah, it sure <laughs> did. Well, I, and all I was bu- li- all the lights and buttons are in the wrong configuration when the board power came back. Uh huh.
3: I can only imagine. Like, in look, that's the way it happens, Roger. Everything was fine with you guys and, and with Chris. I was listening to Chris and Beaver on their show, and everything's fine. It's smooth. Here we go. And, like, three minutes, the end of their show, the beginning of mine, boom, I could hear something happen. Like, just <laughs> gone. There it went. Out. <laughs> so um, that's the way it happens. It never happens at a convenient time. I don't guess there ever is one. But, no. but look, folks, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, just like always, because you are in Mr. Roger's it's neighborhood, we're on the air day
1: in this neighborhood. a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be my Would you be
3: my neighbor, Roger? Absolutely. For
1: <laughs> Do you need my tools and everything? Do you
3: need kind of like right now, this mine? this little zen Would moment? Take a deep mine? breath. Yeah. Because I'll you know, be honest. You know. with it was two stations
1: that was down. That that was that was the problem. I was running back and forth from one end of the hall to the other.
3: Yeah, well, and I could hear, I could hear you, almost like literally through the microphones, running through the hall. And <laughs> i do not going to say freaking out, but, but sorta. <laughs> hey,
1: you not referring to my language. Well, of course not. How did you get salty, did I? Roger, you got a little salty.
3: I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> and I heard it. And I immediately
3: looked over here at my my uh, live streaming devices to make sure that none of them were actively live streaming at that particular moment. <laughs> and, Thank you for that. And we're good. We're good. We're also good because I'm pouring uh, some coffee out of the thermos from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get your coffee there. Russell on Facebook recognizes my hat. I'm wearing here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, whoosh, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I'm wearing a Indianola Pecan House uh, hat that was given to me by the fine folks, the Tims family, at Indianola Pecan House. So I'm wearing that loud and proud. And here I am with you on a Reaction Tuesday. Folks, we are no longer previewing exclusively. How does that feel? Holy cow. We are no longer exclusively previewing. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are reviewing actual games that have happened that we care about. We have results, completions and incompletions, interceptions, fumbles, tackles, missed tackles, dead gummit, <laughs> special teams misses and makes and blunders, everything. Hallelujah, the results are in of week one of the college football season around here. And I am interested in your reaction. I want to know what you think. Today is a Reaction Tuesday. Most times, this will be a Reaction Monday show. We didn't have a show Monday because yesterday was Labor Day and y'all weren't listening anyway. You were at the lake. I know what's up. In fact, I didn't even realize we weren't going to have a Monday show until yesterday. Because all of last week, I said, we're going to come back on the air. We're going to have Reaction Monday. Reaction Monday. Feel free to call and text. I totally didn't notice. No, I didn't either. I was just assuming, you know, we'd do it. But we didn't do a show. It was Labor Day. So it's Reaction Tuesday. It's mine and your first opportunity to be together. Me, the host, you, the listener, connected via technology. So there's several ways for you to communicate with me. Number one, give me a shout on the Davini Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the entire United States of America. Davini Equipment. Here's the number to the Davini phone 995 1059. Roger, after the power blink, um, I don't have the call screen. So if someone calls, you know, just let me know, like always.
1: Ben's working on getting you going right now.
3: Okay. And you all let me know. But in the meantime, you know, just hit. Just tell me or give me that little you know one ringy dingy sound clip thing thingy thing up, you know on the soundboard. What am I trying to say? Holy cow! So do when that. You know it. Uh, Windows update strikes again.
1: <laughs> Windows update. Okay, it's so a, it's going to restart, but it's going to be a minute.
3: So I'll take your audible cues, Roger. All right. Uh, for when there's a call, again uh, on the Divinity Equipment phone nine nine five one zero five nine. The I'm text Omaha. It'll be oh, yeah. Problem. Okay. All right. Okay. We we talked about that at one point. We were going to get a sound clip of Peyton Manning going,
2: Omaha! <laughs> Omaha!
3: But we never got it. It's never too late. <laughs> so, anyway, call me, 995-1059. The text line is up and robust, and it's going here. So, text me at 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. That is a text number. It's also a 601 number. If you need the numbers instead of the letters, it's try uh, 885-3776. But 885-ESPN is easier. And, of course, my Twitter feed, I am Radio Wyatt, at Radio Wyatt. Just tweet me there. But you can also watch. People are listening and watching as we speak on uh, Twitter, on Periscope. So if you comment on the live stream on Twitter, I'll see your comments. Thanks to everybody who's tuned in watching right now. I believe you are. It says it's working. And then uh, also on Facebook, lots of comments and stuff coming in on Facebook. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Okay, there you go. Hay is in the barn in that regard. Ole Miss lost to Memphis. A while back, there were calls and texts on this show from people who said that the sky would fall and that, and I'm quoting someone. These aren't my words. Someone quoting someone on this show who said, "All hell would break loose if Ole Miss lost to Memphis." I said that's not true. It wouldn't all break loose because majority of people I think realize Memphis is a good football team. Memphis per- perfectly capable of beating Ole Miss on any day, anywhere. If Ole Miss plays well, they're perfectly capable of, you know, beating. Oh, uh, Memphis, it could go either way. But to take the approach that, man, losing to Memphis for this Ole Miss team would be like, you know, Alabama um, losing to Monroe. No, that was not accurate. And so here we are on Reaction Tuesday, and no, all you know what has not broken loose and the sky isn't falling, but it was an ugly game, and there are major concerns for that football team Defensively, you go out and you hold Memphis to 15 points. Here's the thing about that. If I told you last week, hey, especially you gamblers, okay, if I had told you last week, I can guarantee you that the Ole Miss defense will hold Memphis under 20 points. I can guarantee you that. What would you have done? Would you have bet your whole farm or part of it? Huh? Would you have taken all of it to the bank or most of it? Because you would have some of it, for sure. Because this time last week, assuming that Memphis only scored 15 points would have been a guaranteed win, right? Because no way that Memphis team is going to hold Ole Miss's offense down. Ole Miss's offense was just, how in the world could they have been that bad? How in the world could their offense have been that bad? That's the thing you come out of that one with. For Mississippi State – 38 28, 10 point win over Louisiana in the Superdome. It was too close for comfort for most people. It was, what, 35 14 in the fourth quarter. And at that point, everybody started taking a sigh of relief, you know, going, okay, do they get to 50 or do they just put up one more score? Do they put, put this thing on ice? You know, and what happened was, state that had, for the most part, whipped them. I'm not going to say dominated because at one point it was 14-14 in the first quarter. <laughs> but from that point on, State kind of dominated the game, and it was 35-14. to So for three quarters, State was just way better than their opponent. But the fourth quarter absolutely belonged to Louisiana. Louisiana finished the game better than State did. State didn't really finish the game very well. Other than you got to go stretch it back out to two scores at the very end, and they were able to. State was good for three quarters, but not four. And that's why it was a 10-point win as opposed to a bigger win. And Southern Miss did what they were supposed to do, and that's whip up on Alcorn State, even though the first half of that one was not comfortable at all for Southern Miss. Um, And there's so much more to get into. Uh, The Auburn come from behind win over Oregon, that was a big win. You know, Auburn playing somebody. A lot of the other SEC teams weren't, but um, they didn't look great on offense either. Manage to come back, win the game at the end. That takes some guts. It takes the right kind of chemistry on your team. Yeah, that freshman quarterback, I think he does have – he's a winner. He's going to win. But it sure was not pretty. And even the winning throw, the kid for Auburn, Knicks, throws the ball out there. It was a terrible decision. to In that situation where a field goal is going to do what you need, it was a – I know it worked out. It was positive reinforcement for a negative act. It was a bad decision to let that ball go and even worse placement of the football. And this receiver for Auburn totally went up and manhandled that DB and just pulled his quarterback out of the fire. But you know how the media is. After the game, all we can talk about is a quarterback. Half the country doesn't even know the receiver's name. And he's the guy who made the play. But they can sure tell you all about all the features we've seen on the quarterback. Quarterbacks get way too much praise and way too much blame, and that has always been the case, and I'm assuming it always will be. All right, here we go on the text line on Reaction Tuesday. I'm going to start you off via text, 885-ESPN, eight eight five three seven seven six. 3776 Antonio says that he is happy that Ole Miss lost. Antonio, elaborate for me. Let me know. JR says, hey, Matt, the suspensions of the selfish players is going to cost us in SEC play for sure. We're not going to have the depth. We're talking about Mississippi State here. I think that it is very reasonable to watch that game on Saturday against Louisiana with what I stated earlier, which is a fact. State was way better, the much better team for three quarters. But Louisiana finished the game much better in the fourth quarter than State did. State didn't play very well in the fourth quarter at all. And it's, again, it was defense. Right? Most of the suspensions on defense. Most of the taking a dip out of your depth, say that five times fast, was on defense. And so on defense, for three quarters, State was whipping their offense, creating a bunch of turnovers. Yes, they gave up some points, but their first touchdown was a turnover for State on special teams that gave them the ball at the 15. They just punched it in. State basically gave up as many yards in the fourth quarter as they had the entire game prior to that. In 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 three quarters, in three quarters, State's defense had given up effectively 200 yards in three quarters. They gave up 200 yards in the fourth quarter alone. So they couldn't finish the game. You have to think part of that was dealing with you don't have the players to run out there. You don't have that linebacker to sub in there. You don't have that defensive tackle to sub in there. You have to think about that. And then the other thing is they were playing indoors. You say an SEC play it's going to hurt. Well, they're playing indoors in a dome on Saturday. I walked out across the field there at the Superdome. Yeah, it was early that morning, but you're in, inside. And I was doing a little yeah, periscope thing as I walked across the field you know, Twitter Live, and I couldn't get over how cold it was. Well, you know, cold's probably not the right word, but you could have put on a toboggan and a jacket and not sweat a drop. That's how cool it was on that field. I mean, it was the temperature on the field in there because of the A.C. in there was much lower than room temperature. At least now that was with... I'm the only one out there at like 6 a.m. So all that to say... What's it going to be like Saturday at Davis Wade Stadium when they're kicking off at 2.30 and literally the forecast is that it's going to be 97 degrees, a high of 97 degrees? What then when you don't have those players to sub in there? Just like I said when the news came out, what then? When those teammates are looking for an oxygen tank and looking at you in your street clothes because you can't go in there because you were selfish. Yeah, what then? Scott. Matt, State did what they were supposed to do against a team like Louisiana. For Ole Miss, it's going to be a long, long season. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. I mean, and, and for the most part, there were a lot of – I'm not at all knocking the win State had over Louisiana. I've said this in the podcast, the new wrap-up podcast. Subscribe, by the way, if you haven't. I've said it elsewhere. Uh, Louisiana, they're certainly a better team now than they were when State faced them last year in the third game of the season. Um. They're certainly better. That's just not a question. Um, They're well coached. They actually have a couple of NFL players on their team. They don't have as many as State does, but a few. So they're pretty good competitive football team, sure. You're not hosting them in front of your place, in front of 60,000 friendlies. You're in a neutral side in a dome, and there's a grand total of 20,000 people in there. So the atmosphere is different, all that kind of stuff. Um, but offensively, State did a lot of good things. You know, you had the one turnover where he didn't see the corner blitz, got hit in the back, and the ball pops out, and they recovered it. But for the most part, Tommy Stevens was really efficient and accurate, missed on a couple of deep balls, but that were those were really the only glaring misses where he's trying to hit a post way up the field for a touchdown. He's really accurate on the underneath stuff. There were no drops for wide receivers who had opportunities. The only drop in the game was uh, the running back, Nick Gibson, on what was a scramble play, and the quarterback's throwing it back into the middle. Um, so there was um, there was a lot of good offensively. Special teams for state, pretty much across the board, they got to be better. They killed two punts inside the five; that was excellent. But pretty much across the board, returns they had one big return, punt return, which you know made up for some lost return yardage to the other guys who had some throughout. So coverage units have got to be better for state. Kickoffs have got to be better. Field goal, you were one for two. Hit one when you had to. That was good. Perfect on extra points. Killed two punts inside the five. So, um, special teams got to be better. But, you know, I think so. Somebody texted the show and said, "I'm testing this. Is it working?" Yep, it works. We got you. <laughs> so yeah, feel free to text away. All right. Um, here's a long text from Kobe. And Kobe, I I, I don't. It looks like you sent um, – yeah, let me let me get to all this. I've got time. I, I find it interesting, and I've got time to get to everybody here today. Again, I, I have not loaded today's shows with uh, guests. We're just going to react to the weekend's results since we were off yesterday. Kobe says, Matt, let me start with a roast of Tennessee for paying 950000 for Georgia State to come punch them in the face at home. He compares it to, uh, what, Ole Miss and Jacksonville State years ago. Yeah, Georgia State won two games last year. Uh, Isn't their quarterback a a Mississippi kid? I know he played junior college ball here in Mississippi. Uh, Tennessee's not physical, and fundamentally they were not very sound either in the tackling and stuff on defense. So how do you even know what level of talent you have if fundamentally you don't do the stuff you're supposed to do most of the time? Let's see. Neither team's offense can score points, but their defenses are solid. You talking about Ole Miss? Um, Okay. Then he says, we had Auburn's defense, who made it possible for Bo Nix to meet the hype. The kid has talent, but he needs to adjust to game speed because he kept underthrowing receivers. Herbert lost any shot at a Heisman, and his team can cancel a playoff appearance for the pac 12 Um, I agree on the deal. The Auburn defense is for real. The Auburn defense kept them in the game. They gave up 14 early points to Oregon and then totally slammed the door the rest of the way. A Great job of the defense keeping them in the game because their offense was just playing out bad for three quarters. Their offense got it going in a fourth quarter, and maybe that's a sign of things to come. The kid is going to be good. Bo Nix is going to be good. There's a reason he's a starter. He did make plays. There's a reason his team has confidence in him, but he didn't play well in that opener. And, again, you got to have some luck. That last play, that touchdown for Auburn, it wasn't even luck. It was more than that. It was a receiver. What is the kid's name? Seth what? Seth, I can't remember the receiver's last name. But it was the kid, Seth is his first name, the receiver for Auburn, who totally just made this great individual play to go up in the air and just snatch the ball away and win one-on-one versus a safety who's standing right there and that didn't turn around. If the safety turns his head at all – and sees a ball, he's just going to easily intercept the football probably. And the receiver would have to interfere with him to keep him from doing it. It was a bad decision to throw it, and it worked out. And then after the game, all of our mushy-headed, stupid media, all they can do is praise a quarterback. They can't even tell you what the receiver (laughs) uh, says after the game because nobody hardly interviewed him. It's all QBQB, and the receiver is the one who made the play. And then Kobe says, and i got to mention, Jalen Hurts was a little more impressive than Tua. That would be a great coaching battle for the coaches. Which coach will put their QB in the best position to win? Uh, He says, Corral doesn't look as good as past Ole Miss quarterbacks. Wallace, Patterson, Kelly were tiers above Corral. That's why their offense was so bad. Well, maybe so, but he's a freshman, and they're not that bad. You don't go from sugar to... Overnight like that, unless there's a lot more than just one guy playing poorly, I can promise you. A ton to get to in your deal. Here's the other thing. Uh, Did Tua play against a better team than Jalen did in week one? Yeah, he did. Got to consider that, too. Just getting started with you on a reaction Tuesday in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around.
0: to the Mount Wyatt Show.
3: Back on the show. I'm Matt with you today in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. It's the way it should be everywhere, but it's not the way it is everywhere. It's the way it is with Farm Bureau. Somebody you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face, get to know them. Hey, listen, we've gotten some phone calls. Um, there was a big old power zap. Well, you know, like you're just sitting around minding your own business, and right before the show, you hear this noise. It goes, and then there's silence everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really exaggerating. So several things kind of got knocked out of whack, including for everyone who normally listens on the live stream at The Zone, WRKS, ESPN Radio Jackson, Central Mississippi, flagship station of our show, and our affiliate in that part of the state, then um, if that's where you listen and you normally listen online on the stream at thezone1059.com, working through a little issue there, had, a like you say, an interruption in the power source, and so Roger and other folks working frantically to get that back up and going, and we just appreciate We're you. Now. We're streaming now. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Roger. We're mass communicating. I don't know if it you know ain't it. One at a
2: time in here. We're mass communicating.
3: <laughs> oh yes, that's a powerful new force.
2: Mm-hmm. Shake a leg, Junior.
3: Shake a leg, Junior. Come on now.
1: You got one listener over there in Alabama trying real hard. So I'm glad. I was glad to report to him that it was it was working again. So. Yeah.
3: Well, we're glad to report that it's working. So there you go. You can also uh, tune in on my Twitter feed at Radio Wyatt, streaming live on Twitter. There, if you. Uh, Or currently, we don't always do that, but doing it now in case you have an interruption. But welcome, everybody, back to the stream. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like something like we're all fishing or something, right? Is that what we're doing? We're all out here trout fishing. Hey, welcome back to the stream. Um, Look, let me just remind you, you want to be a part of the show, you can call us on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. That is a 601 number. 995-1059, that'll get you in. Lots of folks uh, texting. That's a lot of times the way that I communicate with others is we text. So the text line, 885 ESPN. Let me get to some of those. Kobe, again, thanks for all your texts Uh, earlier. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts looked outstanding, but he's playing on a great team, great offense at home. They got a lot of favorable officiating that game. Oklahoma did, and Houston's not very good. They weren't good last year. They got a long ways to go. Duke's a pretty good football team, frankly, that Alabama whipped up on that Tua Valoa was facing. And so, you know, it's not I don't know that's necessarily always apples and oranges, but he's a good player, good for him. Um, here we go. Let the trash talk begin. Southern Mississippi will be traveling to play Mississippi State in Starkville this weekend, Davis Wade Stadium. Kickoff scheduled for 2:30, and I don't know if you know this or not, but it's supposed to be hot. Like the high is predicted to be around 97 degrees unless something changes. But we got a first um, prediction on this, and it's an unnamed texter that says, it's game week, baby. Southern Miss to the top, beat those puppy dogs. And then he says, Southern Miss upsets the puppy dogs. Unnamed texter. Southern Miss will upset, he says, the puppy dogs okay we will see won't we southern miss defense good they were at uh, third overall defense in the in the country last year statistically of course they didn't play the same level of competition week in week out that state did and state just as good or better at defense but that was the last year uh, i think southern miss i was watching them against alcorn state i think their defense is pretty good they did give up a few yards they're pretty good you know the one concern i would think if you're a Southern Miss fan, is, yeah, you got to go on the road for this one up there in a tough atmosphere. It's going to be hot as all get-out. And, you know, State showed you in that first game some stuff against the run that they had a hard time defending. They didn't defend the run game very well in that fourth quarter against Louisiana. And Southern Miss against Alcorn State just really didn't run the ball for anything. They threw the ball pretty well. But they, they didn't really run the ball very well, and that may not be the best matchup. I don't know. I expect State to win the game, though. They should, but you never know. I do think that it's one of those things where, you know, State team's still probably looking for their identity on defense, and if Southern Miss really plays well, they could have a chance. We'll see. Ernest T. on the text line says, State's defense looked completely gassed uh, in the fourth quarter. Hard to argue that. I especially think their linebackers were gassed because they were the main ones having to run sideline to sideline the entire game because that was Louisiana's offense. Speed, sweep, motion, give it. Speed, sweep, motion, pull it, give it to the back, back up the shoot. Speed, sweep, roll out the other way. You know, so it was a lot of sideline running. And I think they were gassed
1: before it was over.
3: Omaha. Who is it,
2: Roger?
1: We got Ronnie listing on the
3: stream in Alabama. Ronnie, in the great state, the Camellia State, the great state of Alabama. What's up, Ronnie? Can Ronnie hear me? Because I don't hear. Ronnie. Well, I
1: wouldn't call it that, but if that's what you want to do, yeah, I
3: hear you. <laughs> okay, all right. I I can barely hear him, but go ahead, Ronnie. Let's let's do. It. Yeah, what I said, the Camellia State is <laughs> that's the state flower of the state of Alabama. Is the camellia. All right, I don't know what's going on, but I can't do the call. So, um, um, we, I think we have – hang on, Ronnie. I think we have too much of a delay there. I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: that's what's going on, I yeah, think. Yeah,
3: that's what it is. Okay. Talk about that, Ronnie. Yeah, hang in there, Ronnie. Again, we had some tech stuff before the show, so we'll get it figured out. I promise, we'll get it figured out. All right, um, Antonio on the text line says, How do you feel about the mascot from Jackson State coming onto the field to celebrate with the team after a touchdown? <laughs> Man, let me just tell you, that was such great video. Hey, and Roger, if you get a chance, kill your mic for me. That was such great video, and it should never happen. And, man, John Hendrick, the head coach at Jackson State, I was watching the game, and, you know, he was our defensive line coach at State when I was in school. I knew what his reaction was going to be, and he said it after the game. They said anything you think about it, he said, I think he ought to run gassers and run sprints until his tongue drags. And he said, and I'm going to tell him that when I see him. <laughs> and look, John's a great, big, huge guy. John Hendrick is like six foot five, six six, and has not aged in 25 years, I promise you. I don't want him mad at me. I'll put it that way. So, whoever the mascot is, that's the dumbest thing. Run out into the end zone and get a. Personal foul against your team in the middle of a game after you've scored a touchdown. But, all that said, it was fantastic video. Somebody asked on uh, the Periscope live stream about 27 carries for Kylin Hill. Yeah, game to game, they are got to split that up a little bit better. I mean, he had such a hot hand, though. He was so good. Kylin Hill was so good. You get a glimpse of what we've been seeing in practice. He's ready to go, man. The kid is ready to go. And if he can just stay healthy all year, he's going to have a huge year. There's no question about that. Um, but, you know, he had 27 carries, goes for seven and a half yards a carry. Nick Gibson had two carries and went for 13 and a half and a touchdown. So they got to wait it a little better, you know, get Kylan down there around 18, 20 and get Nick in there for 10. <coughs> And now you got your one-two punch right. I think Joe actually talked about that after the game a little bit. Um, Wanted to split those up just a little bit better. Nick says, I hope the offensive guru has finally realized that it's the Kylan Hill show. I think everybody paying attention the other day realized that it's a Kylan Hill show. And the best thing the passing game can do for you is be high completion percentage, So the defense has to spread out and give it to Kylan. Give it to Kylan. Nick, give it back to Kylan. Rolling along with you on a Tuesday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. on the show live in the Farm Bureau studio Farm Bureau go with the home team staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi C Spire, where they are customer inspired reminding you that if your phone's a little banged up a little rough around the edges are you brave like me? I, I don't use my i this is an iPhone eight uh, plus iPhone eight plus from C Spire. But I can't stand putting those big bulky covers on it. I like the way it feels in my hand, the way they made it. And I've actually dropped this one a couple of times and dinged it up, but one time I I dropped it. I thought it was cracked. I thought I'd cracked it, but I didn't. It, it hung in there. But anyway, if yours is a little rough around the edges, banged up, you need to get it kind of repaired, you don't want to turn it loose, they can fix your phone for you at C Spire. All you got to do is go in there. That's right. All you got to do is go into C Spire, and they'll fix it for you. While you wait, most times. Yeah, so just go on in. There you go. Welcome into the show. You can be a part of it. The phone number, 601-995-1059. The text line. 885-ESPN. Send me a text on the text line, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. If you're watching the stream online, here in the Farm Bureau studio on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt, hello to you. Feel free to send me a comment there, and I'll try my best to keep an eye on it. How about that? Hey, check it out. I was in the booth for the game on the Mississippi State Radio Network from Learfield IMG with the voice of the Bulldogs, Neil Price, Hale State voice on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all follow him. Here's some of the highlights. It's what it sounded like, State's win over Louisiana.
2: Out of the gun, a play fake. Stevens lost it down the right side. He's got Mitchell who catches it at the two and walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mississippi State, and the first touchdown pass of Tommy Stevens' Bulldog career. Lewis in a shotgun backfield. And he will fake the handoff, rolling left, throws on the run, intercepted by Cameron Dantzler, who makes a sliding grab for Mississippi State along the numbers at the Louisiana 34. There's the first takeaway for Bob Shoop's defense in 2019. Stevens hands it off Gibson, bounces it out left side, a stiff arm to beat a man to the five, dives for the pylon. Touchdown, Mississippi State. Nick Gibson with extra effort to get that one in for six.
3: Uh, What score uh, is 21-14 at halftime, I think it was. Is that right? Or was it 28-14? I think it was 21-14 at halftime. State up. Um, Second half, did a little scoring. Cotton Hill punched it in.
2: Louisiana shows pressure off the edge. Hand off Hill, breaks through the line. and carries a man.
3: That put him up, and then they had a big punt return.
2: Boots this one away, a knuckle ball, right to Deer, who catches it on the fly at the 50. Malik to the 45, angling right, 40. Deer into the open field, 30. Tries to cut it back to the right. Stiff arms him at it to 20, and gets taken down from behind inside the 15 at the 14-yard line.
3: Yep, and they punched it in
2: from there. Stevens with Hill to his right. Tied in at a receiver short right, two receivers left. Tommy looking left, floats it up for Austin Williams. He goes up the ladder, pulls it in with two hands. Touchdown, Mississippi State.
3: And I put them up 35-14 there in the fourth quarter. And um, then after that is when they kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. And defense gave up two drives. Next thing you know, it was a one-possession game. Then State won that late drive, kick a field goal, 10-point ball game, 38-28. Yeah, 38-28. Excuse me. Got a little choked up, a little emotional talking about the final score. <laughs> 38-28, the final. Uh, here we go real quick, a little bit from uh, Joe Moorhead post-game. Talking about how the game went, so on and so forth.
0: Here you go. Good football team. You know, won a division this year, picked to win it again. You know, did some real nice things on offense, move the ball around. Uh, but uh, certainly excited to be 1-0. and You know, talked to the kids last night about uh, having a planned response to success and adversity, and uh, certainly we uh, – you know, had some guys go down throughout the course of the game and there were a bunch of guys who stepped up and made big plays. You know, Evans Wilkerson going in playing center most of the second half, with Quinston Sharp going in there, you know, guys on defense, uh, you know, challenging special teams at halftime to make a play and had a long punt return and two, two punts pinned at the one. But uh, you know, what we wanted to do offensively and strike a balance with our ability to run the ball and pass the ball successfully. I think uh, we took a positive step in that regard, ran for about 250, and I think we were close to 250 passing.
3: All right, so they were balanced. He pointed that out. Um, Jason on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt, says that uh, Louisiana sounds better than Louisiana Lafayette. I, I agree. I think it does sound better. About the offensive line injuries, that was the sore spot of the game. Not that it was closer than you thought all that. It's that during the course of the game, your starting guard, Darian Parker, went out, knee something, Then Darrell Williams, the anchor of your offense, and really the anchor of your whole team, senior, captain, center, going to be a high draft pick. He goes out of the game with lower leg, ankle-type thing. And you finish the game with really your third-string center, Evans Wilkerson, who played really well, by the way, when he got in the game. then he got hurt, and they finished the game with LaQuinston Sharp, Snapping the ball to the quarterback who had never done it in practice, other than just working on the quarterback center exchange every now and then when they go through that and drills before practice really begins, never in a scrimmage snapped the ball to a quarterback and he finishes the game at center. Here's Joe
0: on those injuries. There ain't many more hairs to go gray, so uh, it, it, <laughs> we'll have to get some greasing. But uh, no, I mean, <laughs> and, and it sounds cliche, but we always talk about a next man in mentality that if someone goes down, the person who replaces them is going to do as good or better of a job. And I don't know that anyone could have foresaw. Daryl and DP both going down. All right, and he he talked about
3: it yesterday in his press conference that those guys are day to day, and that was let me tell you, really good news because day to day means they're not in surgery, they're not out indefinitely, they're not out for the year, and they could even get well quick. So that was after you see them go out of the game, that's best case scenario for those guys. All right, text line eight eight five ESPN eight eight five ESPN. Or 885-3776. Bobby says, do you think the Bulldogs will pull off the win this week? I think they will, and I think they should. But I got news for you. Southern Miss is a much better football team. That was a defense that was already good a year ago. They return a lot, and they're they're good again. Um, week two, everybody has film on each other, so you learn a little bit more about each other and the coaching staffs and that kind of thing what you're made of. This is kind of the time of year that guys like Shoop usually go to work. But I'm just telling you, they have a good defense. State is about to face a better defense than the one they faced last week. I'm not sure they're going to face a better offense this week, though, than they faced last week. Conditions are going to be much different, though, because depth is going to be so important this weekend for everybody because it's going to be so blooming hot. It's going to be 97 degrees and a 230 kickoff. So it, it it's either – You know, for State, I don't see really any middle ground. I see it either going really well or really bad, one way or the other. Um, It says, let's see here, text line. I know we're only in week three, but there have been some key matchups already. Your opinion on the top five high school teams right now. High school teams, I don't know enough about it. I hadn't watched any high school games other than seeing scores. So that would be a better question for Chris Brooks on the gridiron. I'll get Chris on this week. We'll talk some high school stuff. Gator Man says, I 100% percent cosign, Matt. The wide receiver made a great play on the ball, and a safety made the mistake of playing the wide receiver. This is the Auburn game, Auburn-Oregon. He says, a wide receiver made a great play on the ball. Safety made the mistake of playing the receiver instead of the ball. If he's watching a quarterback, he picks the ball off, it's game over, and Knicks is the heel. There's no question. That's the truth. But you, you do have to have some breaks go your way, and some guys have that throughout their career. There are other guys who do a lot of things they're supposed to do, and they're bit. <laughs> you can call it good luck, bad luck, whatever you want. We got a boomer sooner on the text line, so somebody's an Oklahoma fan. Gerald in Florence. Hey, man, how much improvement is in tackling do you expect to see this Saturday? It'll be improved. And, and really, I'll be honest with you, I went back and watched the game all over again, and watching the game live, the tackling seemed a lot worse than it really was. When I went back and watched it again and paid attention, the tackling really wasn't that bad, and they created a bunch of turnovers. I think, also, here's a note for you stat keepers and scorekeepers. Initially, official stats ruled that Maury Smitherman picked off that Hail Mary attempt in the end zone at the end of the game. And that gave him five turnovers in the game. They went back and looked, and he didn't pick it off, and they've officially now come back and ruled that it wasn't an interception it was incomplete so state is credited with four turnovers and neil price was on it our our voice on the radio because when he called it he said he batted it down and then we saw the stats it's like well they gave him an interception i could remember the one but not the other we were trying to figure all that out 100 grand says matt i was at the game what tv didn't show was the Tigers versus jackson state in atlanta playing in atlanta he said he was at the game and what television didn't show was the tiger went missing for like ten minutes shortly after his stunt. So he was missing for ten minutes and then came back. Where well, they pull him off the field, gave him a good uh, talking to,
1: knock him around with some telephone books.
3: Sounds like Rob J would wanted to do more than that. Um, you, and then you think maybe he got yelled at in a good <laughs> ten minutes. I, I'm just telling you, I can only imagine what it was like when Coach John Hendrick confronted the mascot.
1: Have we actually are we actually sure it was the same person in the outfit? I don't know. That's hey, good point. <laughs> good point. One hundred grand, you hear that? Have we, we, have we seen this person since the game?
3: They could have made a win and switch and over to the backup after left, all that happened. Left him in town. <laughs> All right, hour two coming up. We're going to talk about Keaton Thompson being back on the team. All that and more. Stick around.
0: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.